Good morning. It's lovely to have you with us. Today is Passion Sunday and we're recording here in St. Catherine's in Gorsainen. During the service today, Heather, one of our church members, will be reading for us. And Ben, who's on placement here as an ordinand, will be opening up those scriptures and helping us to understand them a little better. We hope that you enjoy your worship with us today. But do remember, as always, we're now meeting again in person in Gorsainen and in Lacha. Check out our website for more details and we'd love to see you in person over Easter. Now as our worship begins, let me pray the collect, the special prayer of the church for today. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son Jesus Christ delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph with him in victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
The reading from St John's Gospel, chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is the word of the Lord. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When looking at today's gospel, I was struck by the theme of hospitality and welcome. Have we ever come across people that have welcomed us, offered us hospitality, People that have made us feel at home. I feel like this when I consider my placement here in Gesainen and Lachet. You have truly made me feel welcomed and valued. I know that I am supported and I feel comfortable and happy. It has been the perfect placement for me after the fallout of the last few years. And for that I will always be very grateful. But moving away from myself and towards our witness here in this community... How can we continue to be people of welcome and hospitality so that everyone knows that they are welcome here at our churches, people visiting for baptisms, weddings and funerals, perhaps people venturing into church for the first time in years, or in some cases, the first time ever? Can we make them feel truly welcome? Can we help them become familiar and comfortable in our buildings? Can we display the love of Christ to them from our Lord who is the ultimate welcomer, who invites us to share in the Holy Eucharist? Can we truly live and work to his praise and glory? The brother and sisters, Lazarus, Martha and Mary, radiated hospitality. They offered their home and their hearts to Jesus and included his numerous friends. St. John records that Jesus loved them Theirs was a home where Jesus felt comfortable, where he could put his feet up and relax. When facing danger, demanding situations, and dark nights of the soul, we need somewhere safe among friends. And it is telling that our Lord chose to stay with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha during that last week of his life. In this gospel story, Jesus was their guest of honour at a thank you dinner after he had turned their family around by raising Lazarus from the dead. In the relaxed atmosphere of the party, Mary suddenly jolts everyone to attention. Her action was like breaking a very large bottle of expensive perfume in a small space. The fragrance would have been overpowering. It was immensely valuable, about a year's wages for the average person. If, as was possible, 
It was part of her dowry. She was offering our Lord her love and her life's commitment in a display of sheer gratitude. Mary teaches us a lesson about love. In her we see that she took the most precious thing she possessed and spent it all on Jesus. Love is not love if it nicely calculates the cost. It gives its all, and its only regret is that it has not more still to give. Again, shockingly, she anointed his feet. Anointing his head would have symbolically anointed him a prophet, priest, or king. But by anointing his feet, she likened him to a corpse, since the anointing of a dead body began with the feet. It is also important to note that Judas ungraciously questioned her action as sheer waste. Jesus silenced him by saying that money could be given to the poor at any time, but a kindness done to him must be done now, for soon the chance would be gone forever. This illustrates to us one great truth about life. Some things we can do almost any time, but some things we will never do unless we grasp the chance when it comes. We are seized with the desire to do something fine and generous and big-hearted, but we put it off. We'll do it tomorrow, and the impulse goes, and the thing is never done. Life is an uncertain thing. We think to utter some word of thanks or praise or love, but we put it off, and often the word is never spoken. St. John makes the link using language by using the same word, that word being pound. When describing the burial spices that Nicodemus gave after Jesus' death, Mary's action carried a potentially disturbing mixed message, which of course Jesus understood. That message was one of immense gratitude and impending death. This was an incredibly tender, and intimate moment in a family home. A respectable woman let down her hair only in front of her husband or when mourning. Mary's willingness to be vulnerable to Jesus broke the barriers of convention in the way that unmarried men and women related to each other and in so doing freed Jesus to be vulnerable in turn. He had seen her hair at the tomb of Lazarus now he saw it again, foreshadowing his own death. In the midst of the celebration of the return to life of Lazarus. Sometimes we have to hold in tension the paradox that life and death are not mutually exclusive. The funeral liturgy of the Book of Common Prayer reminds us that in the midst of life, we are in death. This is true too every Sunday when congregations across the world reconstitute themselves as assemblies of people experiencing life and death. One person's celebration of an engagement or the birth of a child is part of the same offering as another person's bereavement or loss of their job. The church invites us to bring the highs and lows of our lives to God without denying any part of them to make one offering. As a result of this, over the centuries, churches have contained more joy and more sorrow, more fear and more hope than nearly all other buildings across history. 
It is a prayed-in place, a safe place that keeps itself as a place of hospitality, a place of welcome for all, without charge, aiming to welcome people as if they were Christ himself. This is true of all churches, from cathedrals to inner-city churches and quiet rural churches. Contained within them is a connection to life itself and all that that involves. Let us hope that we here in our corner of Swansea can seek to welcome all who come through these doors as if they were Christ himself. The integrity of joy and sorrow, hope and doubt, is also built into the liturgical year. When my uncle died in Lent a few years ago, I wondered whether I would feel the joy of Easter. When Easter came, I experienced that paradox, the glorious tension, that when I brought my sadness to the church's celebration of Christ's resurrection, it was given back to me as a new and deeper kind of joy. Joy to a less obvious degree, but a strange and poignant joy nonetheless. That is the wonder of Christian worship. It holds together the grief and the glory, the tears and the triumph in one offering to God and turns it into something beyond our wildest imaginings. Just as Mary shifted the focus, so on Passion Sunday, our gaze as a church is refocused as the liturgy turns from the disciplined observance of Lent to become aware of the ever-growing overshadowing of Calvary. The cross comes more sharply into view. We turn to face it for ourselves, but we also turn as a community that will tread the pilgrimage of the next two weeks together, bringing our joy and our sorrow, our hopes and our fears, to make one offering to God. In the midst of life, we are in death. Yes, this is true. But we also must hold fast to Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come in glory. Let us seek to be people of welcome. May people find a welcome in our church. And may Christ find a welcome in our hearts. Amen.
Let's pray together then. Gwedion. We give thanks to God in the middle of life's busy rush for the opportunity to be still together once again today. And we rejoice in his promise that wherever two and three are gathered in his name, he would be there. Heavenly Father, give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts ready to receive you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today for the church, that we together would be a place of radical hospitality, welcoming everyone, known and unknown, friend and stranger, as Christ himself. As we gather, may we be a place where paradoxes happen, where in the middle of our grief, we would be able to hold on to joy. Lord, we thank you that in the incredible hope that you give us, we know that death has been defeated and we have life in all its fullness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our world and all its needs. We pray for parts of the world torn apart by war and conflict and those who are burdened by the effects of those conflicts, spiritually, emotionally, mentally and physically. Lord, draw near to them, we pray, and give them a peace that is deeper and stronger than anything the world could ever offer. We pray today too for world leaders, and for all who bear the responsibility of leadership. Give them wisdom, give them courage to do what is right, and may they always seek peace. Lord, we pray for miraculous intervention into the situation in Ukraine. And we pray too for the leaders of Russia that they would do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our parish, for Kasluchur and Gosainen, for the people that live here, for our friends and neighbours, those that we love, and our family members. Heavenly Father, hear our prayer for all those who are grieving, for the elderly and sick, for the disabled, for those who are anxious or distressed. As our gaze turns more sharply towards the cross, may those who suffer find comfort and hope in him. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, Heavenly Father, we pray for ourselves. We thank you that your love is a gift of grace, never earned or deserved, but freely given. Yet, we know that love is powerful because when it's truly known and truly experienced, it changes and transforms us. So we pray, Heavenly Father, in your great love for us, accept what we are, help to shape what we will be, so that our lives, well lived out, might tell the story of your love and might beckon others into the kingdom. Merciful Father, accept our prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great to have your company and I hope that you've been able to journey that little bit closer to Jesus as you worship with us. Now, as a new week begins, please remember that we're always here for you. Whatever you need, do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you and anything we can do to support you, we definitely will. But as a new week begins then, let me pray for God's blessing over you. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Bendith du holatheog, atad amab ar sprid glan, avonech plith, akadrigo gadach in wastad. Amen.